This episode of Says Who is brought to you by you through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who our Patreon, where every Sunday you give it the five or ten dollar a month level. You get an entire extra episode of Says Who pretty much every week. I'm not looking, Maureen, not looking. You get me and Maureen, you get this magic. (laughs) <laughs> All for you. Look, an apple. I have an apple. On a Sunday. Mm. If you give it the 5 or $10 a month level at patreon.com slash says who. Dan, you're a real pro. I know. Great job. Thanks. Listen, books. Books, 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 books. Get them now before they're all gone. Because there are supply chain issues. So if there's a particular physical book that you want, you should probably go and get it now. All right. And that's you. It, that's it. That's it. Okay. That's all. I was all just right. waiting. You can get those books that Maureen just so eloquently sang of by going to bookshop.org slash shop slash says who. And you can uh, order them there bookshop.org slash shop slash says who speaking of ordering things on the internet what a wonderful way to order things you can go to merch.sayswhopodcast.com where we have a whole slew of new says who stuff including says boo hoodies amy carter shoe shorts (laughs) and much you almost spit that water out as you were drinking it i didn't think you really put them up oh they're up oh boy nobody's bought them right i ordered a pair just to see them And they are amazing. I don't listen, you guys definitely go and look at them. Definitely do not buy them. Hmm. They are. They're splendid. Just go and look at them. Dot says who podcast dot com. You're a bad man for making those shorts. I'm not. They're great. They are the lowest and the slowest of all the shorts (laughs) that they are merch.saysuhpodcast.com Okay. Uh, Let's see here. Got the seatbelt on. Uh, It's fine. I've been through this before. It's just been a while. Okay. Here we go. 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 Uh, Hey, everyone. This is Dan, your captain speaking. What? Just wanted to welcome you aboard. Hi, Dan. Dan, why are you in the cockpit? Oh, I'm a I'm a pilot, Maureen. Huh? I had a lot of extra time over the whole COVID thing, so I got my pilot license. Anyway, we're flying. Where do you want to go? Uh, I well, I have to fly to Texas. Okay. For- well, everyone, we're gonna head over to Texas to drop Maureen oh, off. Oh no, that is it's gonna not be. Hot. It's going to be good. We'll be cruising at about 3,500 feet. What? Uh, if you need any uh, any snacks, you can just ring your little bell and our cabin crew will help you out. What? And, I don't uh, think that's how snacks work. Please. I think you can just uh, get buckled up here. Okay. And uh, I'm going to hit the old reverse button and we're going to taxi on out of here. Dan, you are not a pilot. I'm, I'm, well, what am I doing in this cockpit, Maureen? Is there anyone up there with you, Dan, or? Well, I've got a co-pilot, but I told him it's cool. He's actually just napping over in first class. So it was an open seat. Napping? I said, I got this. He was a little, he was a little tired. Let me, oh my God. What's happened to this man? Dan, what's happening? He's, Dan. Just, he's having a little sleep, Maureen. This man is bound at the, at the ankles and the wrists. Hey. And. He's just a little sleepy. It's go time. Uh, You know what? Fuck it. Fuck it. Let's do it. Welcome to Sasu. You know I always get you. Just um, last bit of my exactly. apple. Exactly. Gonna eat my not apple exactly over here. Pleasing. It's real. People love it. You're eating an apple. Mm-hmm. We're recording a podcast, Maureen. Is that is that bad? I mean, it's just gross. 
I'll do it over here. Um, I'm well. I mean, maybe you could have done it before we recorded. Last piece. Last piece of apple. <laughs> Congratulations. Yep. Well, Maureen, while you're chewing that apple, I'm going to tell you that I got back ten minutes ago from getting a vax for the six-year-old. Woo-hoo! How was it? It was awesome. Me and Janice and the six-year-old all piled into the car, drove to a CVS in a close-in suburb to where we are. Didn't have to wait long. The pharmacist that came out was just the most pleasant and happy guy. Kept calling kept calling the six-year-old my little friend. <laughs> and uh yeah, just gave him a gave him a shot. He the six-year-old got a little nervous, which is funny because They've gotten plenty of shots, you know, but, um, but yeah, I got a little nervous. So he held Janice's hand and, uh, did the shot. And then he was like, oh, that was fine. Then we walked around the CVS, which, so this would be the first store that he has been in since March of 2020. Oh my God. Yeah. Was he excited? He was like, they have everything here. <laughs> he was really he was really impressed by the selection at the CVS. <laughs> so we he got uh he got to choose a hot wheel. Oh wow. He got to choose a drink. And uh he got a sprite, ice cold sprite, as he pointed out. He's all it's ice cold because they have it all in a fridge. Oh, and he was like, they right. even have milk in the fridge. They like, do. Yeah. yeah. And then he chose a uh, a uh, a rice crispy treat with M and M's inside it. Oh, that's a good choice. That's a good snack. I know. I know. So he got some snacks. He got a toy. He got a drink. And uh, and then we came back, and he just kept saying, "This is a really good day." Oh. And it is a good day. Oh, that's the cutest story ever. He got that vax. He got a shot and a toy. Yeah. Got a shot and a toy and a drink. Yeah. That's the best. And anything you wanted. And he was like, it's a good day. Can we skip some of the school stuff today? And we were like, yes. Because we didn't do any in the morning. Because right. it was, uh, you know, we had to leave on the on the early side. And then we came back uh, right at the tail end. And we're recording a little bit early. In fact, it's um we're recording mm-hmm. this on Monday. Instead of Tuesday, we will get into why in a second. So uh, we were a little rushed. But yeah, I think they're skipping reading and writing today. Oh. as uh, a little bit of fun. And Maureen Johnson, this is another bit of big news. We uh, wrote to uh, the his first grade teacher to say, hey, he, we've got a vax point we wrote last week. And she wrote back today and basically was like, as soon as you're comfortable, he's welcome here. So we even know when he's going back to school. And when December is that? December thirteenth. Wow, that'll be five weeks from from Vax. He's already got his Vax two appointment set. So two weeks after that, December thirteenth, back to school. Dan, I sort of sent my own little one back to school. Yeah. On Friday, the four computer monitors, the giant tower, com- like the monstrous tower computer, the two giant plastic bins of computer equipment. <laughs> Wow. All went back to Oscar's office. Now, that doesn't mean he's fully back at the office. He's not. He finally replaced his computer, the one that was from 2012, with a functional one. Yeah. And he's able to access his work computers more easily. So he's going to he's going to do like a hybrid day for a while. Nice. You have a dining room table. It's really weird. Did All you just like back. set up a buffet? Uh, I polished the shit out of it. I bet. I just poured a bunch of old English on it. Yeah. And just rubbed that shit in. Because it was all covered with nerd. It was, it had like scuffs from where the, the you know, where the monitors had yeah. been and coffee rings. And like, it wasn't too bad, but I was like, this thing really needs a good cleaning and a polish. So, and then we kind of sat at it and stared and we're like, what the fuck is this thing for? Yeah. Um, now we have no justification for eating at a camping table in front of the television. And I will report that we are, in fact, still doing that. I so, was going to you know, say, you're yeah. totally still eating that way. 
I I Googled classy TV trays right after that. And okay. I think I found some uh, candidates. It's good. I like that now is when you're like, maybe a TV tray. Not maybe it's time to class 20 this 20 months ago. Dan, that camping table is awesome. I will Serve never have words. Well. I, do, I don't want to hear anything spoken against it. I'm not. It's a great little thing. I'm not, but Maureen Johnson, Dan, we are we are all four family members have vaccine pulsing through our veins, and I got boosted on Friday. And how did that feel? I I will tell you, it took me the fuck out on Saturday. Yeah. Uh, Vax one did nothing for me. Vax two, I was sort of a little groggy. Vax three, it was like hello. I had a fever. I was achy. I was out of it. But woke up Sunday morning just like, well, I feel fine. So exact same experience. It's 24 hours where you're like, oh, yeah. And then it just then it's gone. Yeah. Completely. Just magic. The magic of science. Yeah. Janice is getting her boost next week. It's all happening. It's all happening. We, uh, we, We were going to say that the reason we are recording early is because we usually record on Tuesdays, but this time tomorrow I will be on an airplane. Airplane. Oh, I'm nervous. Yeah. Like, I'm not nervous about anything. I'm yeah. just very keyed up. Like, sure. oh, shit. Like, I'm I'm it's stepping out into the world. Yeah. I'm going, not just getting on a plane. I'm going to a, another country. I'm going to Mexico. Yeah, you are. Via Texas. Via indeed. And uh, filled out all my forms this morning. Checked them again. Checked them again. Checked them again. Checked them again. I was like, there's got to be another form in here I need to do. Another form. I was just digging for forms. I'm like, what else do you want? What, I, I'm, what are you going to need from a blood sample? What? Uh, I don't know, Dan. You're I ready. Feel, I feel like I found all the forms, but hmm. I wanted to show you something. Oh, okay. That I have not shown you. Okay. The only thing you need to know to understand this thing, everyone, is if you do not listen to the bonus episodes on the weekend, uh, in one of the bonus episodes, which are introduced by Thicky Checks and his old dinosaur orchestra, is that I told the story of how when I was a senior in high school, this is a vaccination slash high school story. I had to take the AP English exam uh, while recovering from measles. Right. I was sick. I was not contagious, but I was still really out of it. And I had to take this goddamn exam because because they weren't going to do anything like give me another date because I had measles from from a bunch of anti-vaxxers. Um, but I had to take it and I got a three instead of a five uh, because I was not feeling well. And I apparently have never let this go. So oh, really, Dan, I didn't know. The other day I went and got my mail oh, from... No. I have a public mailbox. Okay. And I got a big box. Okay. Do you see these little colorful items over here, Dan, that I'm pointing at? They look uh, like maybe little dinosaurs or little colorful gorillas. Little dinosaur. They are an entire little dinosaur band with a dinosaur band leader. So that's what I found in the box. And I thought, what's this? And then there was a thing at the bottom of the box that said, open important documents inside. Wow. I'm going to read you the letter that was enclosed with my dinosaurs. Marvelous Maureen um, says Huvia voted unanimously that you deserved a five on your AP English exam. You're freaking awesome at English. And we know you were when you were 17. You deserve a five. And we're making sure you get one just with a slight delay. Uh, and then I got a letter from Says Who University. <laughs> wow. Ketchup Court, Says Whovia. Maureen Johnson, wear of many hats. We at Says Who, you have taken great interest in your writing, spoken language, and lyrical endeavors over the year. We are impressed. All board members of Says Who, you have unanimously decided that your work has earned you an honorary five on the Advanced Placement English Language and Composition exam. While we are not part of the AP board and do not represent an accredited university, we do understand English. We are super duper impressed by how awesome you are at it. We are confident that you should have earned a five when you took the exam and are now correcting that mistake 
with the power we has as says Whovians. Signed, says Whovians. Wow. And then I got this certificate. Oh, wow. Says Who University proudly presents Maureen Johnson with an honorary five on the Advanced Placement English Language and Composition exam. And it is signed by Thicky Checks, the Department Chair of Language and Lyrics. Wow. All has, I've been made whole. Man, that is a, that is a gift and a half in a P.O. box. It's a good thing that I looked deep in the bottom of the box and saw important because they were sealed up inside of more cardboard. So I had to peel the bottom of the box. It was very (laughs) cleverly done. Um, So I want to thank you, says Huvia, for giving me what I feel like I deserved. You're finally whole. I've been made whole. I'm going to put this on my wall. My says who university diploma. (laughs) It was actually dated August 1st. I don't go to the mailbox that often. So I... Thank you, everybody. You can even there's Look a little at that. There you go. That is my certificate. Man. So that's legit. That's amazing, right? That is legit. I finally feel pretty good about that. You are set. Yeah. You are set. You also look fancy today. I'm not really fancy. You just fancy. look pay it put together. I'm wearing an old t-shirt. Okay. But I do have my nails painted. Yeah, I think maybe that's it. There's a reason that my nails are painted. Okay. Uh, I haven't had, I haven't gone and gotten a manicure or anything in, you know, two years or whatever. Um, but uh, I did, I painted these myself because when, when I go to Mexico, it is for a writing retreat. Uh-huh. And sometimes when I go on a heavy deadline, when I go to seriously write, yeah, I dress up my fingers to okay. send them to work. It's a psychological <laughs> trick. Wow. It's like they're wearing their little suits. And it's sure. like, oh, they have to go to work now. They have to and it nice. reminds me to kind of look down at my hand and like just to kind of focus. And also when you paint your nails, you're less inclined to say bleach your walls or whatever kind of bullshit I might get up to. So I now have painted nails. I like it. Uh, I don't have a brain now. This is mm. the thing that happened uh, both for Janice and for me, when that vax went into that kid's arm, yeah, both of us were like, <sighs> and now I just kind of feel like, who's going up? Like, I just feel a little, a little out of it. Were you holding a lot in there, Dan? Well, yeah. 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 It's been, uh, Janice actually figured out, it's basically been, Six months since we were second vaxxed. Mm-hmm. That's been a long six months. You know? Yeah. And it similar to the original vax, it seemed like... I mean, like, I remember a person could go back to says who tapes before the vax was out or readily available. We were sort of pontificating on when we thought we might be able to get vaxxed. And I was like, mm-hmm. well, I think it's probably gonna be like September or October, right? Turned out far in advance of that. And I kind of felt the same way about the kids vax. Like it was like maybe sometime in 22. Um, but instead it's done. It's now. If you are a parent. Is he one or two? It's a two dose okay. Pfizer. Uh, but they are, uh, 30 they're a third of the of the amount of vax as the adult size so um yeah he actually it was funny the pharmacist was there was one guy ahead of uh of the six-year-old um that was like an actual adult and we heard him telling him about because i guess originally they handed the pharmacist the kid dose for this adult and he had to send it back and the guy was like oh kid's dose is different He's like, yeah, it's a third. He's like, oh. He's like, it wouldn't do anything for you if you were to get a third. So, but yeah, it's a third. He's vaxxed. It's a real relief. Then that's amazing. Yeah. Oh, I just got a text from Janice from upstairs with a photo. And, oh, it's him showing his vax card because we all of our vax cards are up on our mantle. And he wanted to put it up on the mantle. Oh, and he put it up on the mantle. Yeah. yeah. He's like, now I have one too. Yeah, exactly. Oh, so cute. 
Ah, we tell really him cute. I'm super proud of him. Very relieving. It is hard to describe just how relieving it is, but yeah. it is very relieving. Please tell him I'm very proud of him. I will. He took it like a champ. Like I said, he got momentarily nervous, and I'm not sure why. Like he's he's never been a you know scared of shots or needles. He just did his flu shot a couple of weeks ago, and it was you know nothing. But I think it was just like. There's a lot of buildup on this. Well, and I also think it was similar to like when I went and got my first vax, was it, which was at a Walgreens, is very overwhelming stepping into a, you right. know, a d- drugstore for the first time in forever. So I think that that was part of it. There was music playing. They were, uh, they were playing um, Aretha Franklin and George Michaels knew you were waiting for me as the vax went in. <sighs> And I was like, that feels right. Well, maybe that's how I'll feel at the airport tomorrow. Yeah. So when do you head out? 7 a.m. Wow. Yep. That's the flight? Nope. That's when I'm leaving the house. Okay. Got it. I will be traveling for about nine hours. So that it's, so you fly I think. New York to Houston. Mm-hmm. And then and I have then... two hours in Houston to okay. get on my on the next plane which hopefully that will work. Yeah. They sold me the ticket. They said it would work. I think that and, will work. Um, uh, then I, I get to, uh, to Mexico and um, go to the house. And you've got other friends, other writer friends are there. They're, they're so this already is like there. like your whole crew. They're already there. That's they exciting. Said, they said it's very hot, very beautiful. Uh, is there a pool? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What, what am I thinking? Oh, yeah. Of course, there's, there's a pool. It's, it's very hot. You go into a thing without a pool? And uh, it's, it's also on the on the ocean. Ooh. Yep. It's on the ocean. Man. There's a pool. There's some kind of a, I saw a picture of a hammock that's hanging over part of the pool. And I was like, well, I'm just never getting out of that. I'm going to climb yeah. in there. I'm going to climb in there like a bat and just Yeah, hang. no kidding. I don't actually believe any of this is real then. Yeah. I mean, that's how I felt sort of about the vax. Like I, until they handed the pharmacist the kid shot, I was like, something's going to, he's going to be like, oh, we don't have any. Or, oh, you Just know kidding. what? Yeah, you can't do it. You got to reset up a thing. But yeah, nothing feels real. But you're going. It's getting all, on that plane. I mean, Oscar's work stuff is back. Your child is vaccinated. I'm getting on a plane. Yeah. Flights, uh, they acted today. So the headlines are like, first flights from England. Yeah, I saw that. I'm like, that is not the case, though. That was a misleading headline. There have been flights from England landing on the regular. Right. Um, They just mean that uh, for the first time that uh, UK uh, citizens are allowed to come to the US. Right. On a tourist visa. Yeah. You can't. uh, If Oscar didn't have his... um, it's because only because we were married, right? That he and then he had, had got his green card that he was able to go out and come back in again. Otherwise, yeah. he would not have been allowed to come back in. Whoops! So they did a thing where they had two planes take off at the exact same moment. I guess one British Air and one Virgin from okay. two runways that were like parallel. So they did a like a video of them both taking off at the same exact time and then running in a parallel track towards New York. Like sort wow, of the side race. by side. The yeah. race is on. So they had like a side by side coming into New York and they were like the first planes and they had articles about people people all were reporting from the planes like here I am on the plane. Like like we were trying to Did you ever read the the story of Thunderstruck which is the story of um, Oh yeah. I think it's Crippen uh, that's caught at sea. Eric Larson. Yeah. It's about a guy who murders. It's a very famous case from early in the 20th century of a man who murdered his wife. And they yeah. realized he had had escaped on a boat. And it was the first time there was kind of uh, wires to a boat that you could telegraph a boat. A wireless. It was wireless. the first wireless um, telegraph. So they got another a detective hopped on a faster boat. Yeah. And chased across the Atlantic and then was waiting on the docks. And when he got off the boat, he was like, you're caught. Except he said that in English accent. That um, book is a lot of fun. I have actually been telling the teen 
to read that book because oh. um, he is reading another book that is really, really great that is less narrative, but it is a book. It's a nonfiction book called The Victorian Internet about mm. um, the telegraph and the pneumatic tube system in London and all of, you know, sort of like how the like eight times a day that mail was delivered back then. And um, yeah, it's just an amazing little book and i was like well when you're done with that you should read thunderstruck because it's about the about like that it's eric larson the guy that wrote devil in the white city and it's similar to devil in the white city there's sort of parallel stories being told one is about the development of the wireless telegraph and the other is about a murder crime yeah yeah he has he wrote a few this is, the, this is apparently our book corner but um all of his books are amazing I'm I'm literally making notes so that I can remember to put this up on our bookshop. You should. Uh, so the first one he wrote is called Devil in the White City. A lot of people have read it. It's about H.H. Uh, H. Holmes, who is one of America's most notorious and horrific serial killers who built a giant, legit a murder mansion. He built a hotel yeah. that was just a giant in like Chicago, a ha- like a haunted house murder trap. It had sealed rooms and gas chambers and shoots to the basement and things like that. And he built it during the world's fair. Yep. And so half the book, or it's an intertwined narrative about this amazing world's fair. And the fact that there was a serial killer with a giant murder hotel. Yeah. So, um, all his it's an great. amazing, it's an amazing book for Chicago history. Even if you skip all the murder, it's the kind of the way Chicago was able to rebuild after the fire and build the world's Columbian exposition. And uh, the very last one he wrote, oh, I can't say, there's a spoiler alert if I say what I was inspired by in one of his books. So I have oh. to, oh, I have to stop. Whoa. I got to write a whole book down there, Dan, in, in Mexico. You'll do it. Will I'm I? I'm excited to read it. That's why I got my painted nails. They got their little suits on. Little finger like suits. If it was a different time, you could get like little fancy nails where they all are wearing little ties. I haven't had nail polish on in so long. It looks really weird. It looks nice, looks but good. I'm like, like, what is that? What is wrong with the world? Oh, God. Whose what's hands wrong? are those? Oh, not, not the case of phantom hands again. But then, <laughs> luckily, there's been nothing else going on in the world. So thank you for coming. And I will admit that our notes are very sparse today because uh, we are recording on a Monday. It was Vax Day at our house. Uh, so there is there news. is not a lot of news. I will say, though. And there won't be. Luckily, this week is a news free week. Thank exactly. you for everyone for coming. Nothing will happen. Exactly. Usually we record on a Tuesday in order to in order to basically ensure that something will happen on Tuesday night that then will uh, not affect Wednesday. Now we are leaving ourselves a full 48-hour window. Can I raise my hand, Dan? Yes, I see your hand raised. Yes, Maureen. A year ago, we were recording. It was, there was no COVID vaccine for us to take. I mean, it existed, but not really for us to take yet. It was in trials, yeah. We were... This was just a day after Rudy Giuliani, the election had been called. Yeah. When Rudy Giuliani stood in front of Four Seasons Total Landscaping. Yep. And was informed while he was giving a press conference between a crematorium and a sex shop that Trump had lost the election. Indeed. We were in a different place than then. We couldn't leave our house still. We were unvaccinated. We recorded five times that week. <laughs> Also, <laughs> see you tomorrow. I believe we had recorded the bonus episode. Let's uh, look after I'm the, look at the calendar. Um, I believe we recorded the bonus episode right after the Four Seasons landscaping announcement had been made. But right before the election had been called was when we recorded the bonus episode. And then I think we may have turned around and that afternoon recorded another episode. Yeah. And I think there was one day that you were like, should we record a third? I was like, we must, no, <laughs> no, we can't do it. Dan, no, we can't. And you're like, you're right. It's too much. So a yeah. year ago, inside, unvaccinated, COVID was ripping, COVID very much working towards its height. 
Yeah, it was on the it was on the big up uptick. It was on the big uptick, and Trump was in office. Every day was on fire and madness. We didn't know that the insurrection was coming. We were recording every single goddamn day. Yep. And then here we are, November eighth, two thousand twenty-one. Everything's fixed. We did it, you guys. Literally everything is fixed. There are no problems. No problems whatsoever. No problems whatsoever. Oh, right. Uh, One of them. So kids vaccine was approved right after we recorded last week. Actually, the we were recording while the CDC was meeting the um, kids vax was approved by the CDC later that evening, later that Tuesday evening. And um, I made my appointment like at 6 a.m. on Wednesday and we were able to get it now. But there's been a lot of kids are getting the vax. There's been a lot of kind of outreach to kids and parents to get them comfortable with getting the vax done. And one of those things is this weekend, Sesame Street did a vaccine special. And Big Bird tweeted out. I got the COVID-19 vaccine today. My wing is feeling a little sore, but it'll give my body an extra protective boost that keeps me and others healthy. Because Big Bird is great. Exactly. And Ted Cruz accused Big Bird of, and I quote, government propaganda for your five-year-old. Now... Realize, of course, that we are, and I resent saying this, talking about Ted Cruz. Yes. So there's that. Another senator whose name I don't even want to remember, Wendy, someone from Arizona, tweeted yesterday quite simply, Big Bird is a communist. (laughs) That's where we're at. We got senators, actual people that, that were voted for, just tweeting out that Big Bird Big Bird's a communist. Here's the thing. I think if you want to start a culture war with Sesame Street, you're going to fucking lose. Damn right you are. There is 50 years of assholes trying to start culture wars with Sesame Street, and none of them, none of them have ever come out ahead. Dan, have I told you how connected I am to Sesame Street that it is? it runs in my blood? I... I am so emotionally attached to Sesame Street. I barely have the words for it. I, it, it's. I so know that deep. you did work at the Sesame Street theme park. I did. But that that I was. I, I it it's in me. It's like in my DNA. I love it so much. You come for Big Bird, we will cut you. Yeah. You don't come yeah. for Big Bird. You come for Big Bird. You best not miss. Well, and I mean, you're Ted Cruz, so you there was no chance you were going to hit. He's just got all that soup. Yeah. He's like winging cans of Chunky at Big Bird. He's posting his love of of softcore porn. He's taking trips to Cancun. He's got his chunky soup. Nobody likes nobody likes Ted Cruz. Everybody likes Big Bird. Literally everyone likes Big Bird. Plus people were very quick to find and post clips dating back to the early 70s. All the way back to of, 72 is, is the yeah. furthest one I saw. Of Sesame Street and Big Bird in particular getting vaccinated. Like, this is fucking consistency for well, a half of a century. I mean, if we're just going to keep going back, just off the top, I'm not even going to Google this. I can do this off the top of my head. You want to talk about government propaganda because this is not government propaganda. But no. do you know all the times that say Bugs Bunny was used to yeah. say talk about the war, the Second World War I'm talking about, yeah. or various government, like things have been used for uh, war support, yeah. uh, war bonds, all kinds Donald of- Donald Duck was a big World War II character. That's actual government propaganda. Now, yeah. I, I have no opposition to doing anti-Nazi, but anti-Nazi. I'm, I'm pro that. Fine with that. Got no problem with you bugs on that. Uh, but this, this, these things have always been used for public 
service announcements. Yeah. Always. Yeah. And for helping kids to, you know, Sesame Street in particular has for 50 years helped kids sort and deal with complicated real world things. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's vaccines, whether it's, you know, coping with death. And I mean, it's like the amount of work that Sesame Street has done for kids in this country is amazing. Yeah. This is fully and completely within the bound and realm of what they have done for a half century. Racists have always hated Sesame Street. Yes. Um, bigots of all stripes have always yeah. hated Sesame Street. <sighs> Ted Cruz. The one thing that I will say as a person that watches the current edition of Sesame Street that I found slightly confusing about this is Big Bird does not seem in the current rendition of Sesame Street to be a young child. Mm -hmm. Like all of the puppets that we grew up with, Big Bird, Cookie Monster, Grover, they all seem to be older citizens of Sesame Street. And there is now a younger population of puppets that is anchored, obviously, by Elmo. But there's Elmo and Abby and this other blue one. And, like, they are the kids. They are the little kids. And then there's sort of this older wing of puppets that kind of help the little kids figure shit out. So that was the only part to me that was weird. It was like, wait, why is, like, why is I know that technically he is six years old. Yeah, it doesn't, he does not come across coded as six. I think Grover is four. Like, they're all an age. Yeah, Yeah, it doesn't, that part is confusing and complicated, I would say, because absolutely they are the older kids. In fact, that we just, I'm blowing this all up, Maureen. Oh, boy. Goes all the way to the shop. We just watched an episode not that long ago where they had to, Follow a map that Oscar the Grouch found in his uh, in his trash can where they were walking around Sesame Street and visiting locations that had since been changed. So and one of which was like the area that Big Bird's nest is in. And like the whole point of that show was like areas change over time things change and that's okay and there are some people that remember what it was like back before things had changed and those people were fucking people like big bird and they were talking about like anyway okay now i'm pissed oh no i'm not pissed that big bird got a vaccine i think that's fucking great but i'm pissed that uh there seems to be deep confusion as to the actual age of these goddamn muppets I just want to repeat, Dan, that last year we recorded five times in one week. We almost recorded three times in one day. It might have been more than five in a week. And now the sentence you just uttered was that you were angrily confused about the age of Muppets. Yeah. Things have changed in a year, just like that map. That's true. <laughs> just Things like change, that map. and that's yeah. okay. Yeah. It is. It is okay. But I don't think that he's six years old on the show. I get that that's his, like, the Bible of that puppet, but on the show, he does not come across like a six-year-old. What, does he drink at night? Like, uh, little scotch? He's usually, so the deal with Big Bird is usually he is just sort of asleep on the street because he passed out after another bender. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's usually trying to, he's like a little, like a little, just a little salty picking fights. Snuffle up, I guess. Ugh, my yeah. fucking friend Snuffle uh, up. The other thing that has changed on Sesame Street since we were kids is everyone can see Snuffle up, I guess, now. Snuffle up, I guess, is just a big uh, furry elephant. I think that's, I think that is fair, though, because it was kind of annoying that nobody could see him. And I think that you can only, sust- it, it, then but we kids turned- could see him. That was the point. This is like Slender Man, you know, like yeah. after a while you have to either establish or. 
I mean, I'm not the first probably that's pointed the slender man snuffleupagus. <laughs> I, I think you might be actually. I don't think so. Uh, but I, like I said, ages or not, if these fuckers want to come for Sesame Street, let them come because there are plenty of bodies dashed across those rocks. I mean, you know what? The thing about Ted Cruz is that he is so unpopular that kind of nothing matters that on what he does or what he says because like he can't be less liked. Right. I just don't think it's possible. The the thing that I don't totally understand cuz it is not just Ted Cruz, it is currently a real talking point along along the right. What are they expecting? Like Big Bird's going to be like, "Hey kids, listen. Fuck your parents. Don't get that shot." All right, just take it from me, Big Bird, your pal. I'm the only one looking out for you right now. What are they thinking is supposed to happen here? Maybe Kermit is Q. Could be. Holy Speaking of which, shit. those Q people are still in Dallas. <laughs> no. Yes. They're, 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 over the weekend, they were still in Dallas. Um. So apparently the night after or the night that they were supposed to have had JFK Jr. show up, he did not show up. The Rolling Stones were playing that night. And so there's one rumor that, in fact, uh, JFK Jr. was at the concert and was, in fact, uh, who's the one that basically looks like a corpse? Keith Richards. Yes, that he was Keith Richards. But they have stuck around. Uh, there were shots of them all making a gigantic queue in Dealey Plaza over the weekend. And then, and I've got to pull this up because I'm not going to do it justice if I try to just retell it. Hold on. So this is again from Stephen Monticelli, uh, who was covering it in, in Dallas last week. Uh, update. This is from November 6th. So this is from Saturday. The situation with JFK Jr. truthers at Dealey Plaza has, believe it or not, taken an even more bizarre turn. They've now gathered into a single line. And this is like he has photos of a line that goes for blocks and are one by one approaching a man with a bird on his shoulder who appears to be giving them individual directions. What? He th- so by this photo, there is a long line of single file line of people, and they are right at the um, underpass, right after, essentially right after the spot that uh, JFK was yeah. killed. There's an underpass there, so this guy is standing like at the underpass, and uh, he is pointing with a, a gentleman standing next to him. And then I guess that the, whoever gets that information then walks away and the next person walks up. So um, this guy continues to say, after listening to their stream, they were lining up to turn around and look at the top of the book depository. Apparently they could see the top of an Illuminati pyramid there. This is like a Dan Brown novel now. Yeah, I mean, I think it's sort of been a Dan Brown novel from the beginning where everyone is sort of solving shitty clues. Yeah, but if you actually have people with birds pointing at Book Depository (laughs) where there's an Illuminati pyramid, it doesn't officially become a Dan Brown novel until there's a pyramid in it. And once there's a pyramid, then then (laughs) you're official. Then it's official. Somebody cue Tom Hanks with a bolt-on ponytail. That's right. And his little loafers running in going... I'm a symbiologist. Does anyone need help from a symbiologist? Yeah, yeah. but apparently they don't go home. They're just there. That's just, their deal. They just hang out in Dealey Plaza and look at a, what they think is a pyramid? And wait for JFK Jr. to show up. How many of them are there? They're, I mean... I. Last week, when we talked about it, there seemed to be in the upper hundreds or maybe low thousand. 
Uh, this group seemed to be more in the mid to lower hundreds. This is a, this is, these are the ride or die. These are the ones that can take a week off to <laughs> hang out in Dallas to wait for a dead person to show up. Multiple dead people. Yeah, depending on who you ask. Yeah, depending on who you're, what you're, uh, wow. Really excited to be flying to Texas tomorrow. Well, good news is that's Dallas. It's totally normal in Houston. I mean, no shade, Texas, but you know exactly what I'm talking about. (laughs) I think that they do. I'm going to be in an airport tomorrow, Dan. That's wild. At the wall with like the list of, and I realize that some of you have already been on planes. Or work at airports. Or work at airports. Like you've already done this thing. Yeah. Feels weird though. Yeah. I, yeah. It's, it is one of those things where it's like, I think that it will feel weird and normal simultaneously. For me, this is a little bit of my Rubicon. What do you mean? Like I'm crossing over into the, not, it's not after, but the, Next, you know, I'm returning. Yeah, it's a big step. Yeah. Stepping on that jet bridge. Who knows where it leads from there? You're going to be at the Guy Fieri restaurant in Times Square before you know it. Fuck yeah, I am. Hey, listen. some donkey sauce. I know that that guy's a good guy. He's a really good guy. Yeah, I know he's a good guy. I used to make fun of that guy all the time. And then everyone was like, he's a good guy. And they listed all the good stuff he did. I was like, eh. He's a good guy. Tens of millions of dollars for uh, restaurant workers during during this whole elapsed period of time when restaurants were shut down. Uh, he's a good guy. And he he would call up rich people he knew and would basically just shake them down, be like, give money. And uh, Jeff Bezos turned him down and he fully called him out on it publicly. It's basically like, I, that guy said no and he's a fucker. I don't think he said it like that, but yeah, called him out. Did he get any money from him? Don't know. Doesn't matter. Called him out. More of that guy Fieri. But he's, yeah, I mean, if you're, yeah, okay. Well, anyway, Dan, this week, Muppets and your child being vaccinated, that's really where we're at this Monday. It is. It's a very different world we're in. Um, Planes are coming over from England today. You know, it's all... Oh, and it's like, you know, there's no testing now or anything like that. It's just fine. Hold on. I'm looking at the actual quote here. Guy Fieri. This was in an interview that he did. I'm not into shaming people and telling who didn't donate. That's not my style, Guy said in the interview. Jeff Bezos, by the way, didn't help us. (laughs) All right. He's a goddamn hero. <laughs> if anyone ever says a bad word about him, I'll go. That oh. is amazing. All right. Yeah, that's legendary. <laughs> Guy with all the goddamn money in the world. Oh, yeah. He should just have an office that anybody could call up and say, like, I want some money. Give me he some money. He literally could. And then you just, he, they just, all they do, it's like a free bank. And all they do is give you money. And yeah. he wouldn't even notice. No, he wouldn't notice for an instant. Billion dollars a year. Just whoever wants it. <laughs> Easy. Easy. Wouldn't even notice. He could do well more than a billion a year. No, wouldn't even all notice. Fuckers. All these fuckers. Guy Fieri calling him out. All right. All right. Well, Dan, we have to watch that Four Seasons Total Landscaping documentary came out yesterday on msnbc and i was all ready to watch it then i discovered that the weird not not real cable package that we subscribe to does not carry msnbc oh we we have an online streaming cable thing where you pay less to not get every channel and uh they give you sort of a you you choose one package of channels or another package of channels and they've sort of split the world of cable down the middle so that 
if you really like to watch TV, you kind of have to order the like two pack. But right. since all we wanted cable for was to watch professional wrestling, we just chose the one that gave us the channel that we needed. And uh, it turns out it does not include MSNBC. So we were unable to watch it streaming and uh, don't actually know how we will watch it. But I want to watch it. Yeah, we'll find it somehow. We'll we'll, uh, we'll get it for you. But uh, anyway, Dan, luckily, everything's going to be good. Uh, while uh, I'm away, I'll be recording from Mexico. Oh, yeah. How long are you in Mexico anyway? I don't even know the answer to this question. The trip overall is 10 days. Yes. So, but well, so, but one day of travel on either end, so I'll right. be there for eight days. That is nice. Nervous. <sighs> you know what, though? Nervous it's... to leave Oscar and, you know, yeah. I just... But your friends are there. There's a pool there. Once you get there... Oh, I know. It's going to be amazing. There I'm will so be lucky the great to be able to go. Exhalation and you will. No, I know. You will. I know. I'm so. Enjoy I'm, it. I'm. It's. I'm. Uh, it's just. I don't know how to do anything. Be and we're all just trying to figure out the fuck is happening. Yeah. And you know what? We're never going to know what's happening, Dan. Be no. comfortable with not knowing. Yeah. Celebrate. Not knowing what the fuck is going on. Let Celebrate go. the moments of your life. Just, just, just relax. Let all your muscles, all your muscles relax. I mean, just let go. That just seems like a lot of people are going to poop themselves. That's what I'm saying. Hmm. It's time. Gross. Seems like bad. That seems like bad advice, honestly. I want you to really relax. I mean... Could be one relaxation too far. I'm watching Autumn Watch again, which is my favorite BBC nature show that comes on four, three times a year. And they get you really excited about that. Like, they find otter poop and then explain to you why it's exciting. And then by the end, you're really excited that they found otter poop or the fecal train trails of different worms. And I'm telling you that by the time they're done talking, you're like, I am so glad that those fecal trails from those worms exist. Well, you're really looking for some more fecal trails. Apparently <sighs> I will tell you when I was super laid out on Saturday from my boost, I, uh, I felt, I felt bad enough that I did the thing that I do exclusively at this point when I feel really bad and I'm laying in bed and like, I just need to watch something. I watch my favorite British television program that you can only find poorly ripped kind of, you know, haphazard, not full seasons of on YouTube scrap heap challenge. Mm, it's a good one. Yeah. Where two uh, competing teams but competing in the British sense. So they're always kind of cheering each other on as well. Uh, meet in a big junkyard and have to mm -hmm. build very complicated things in 10 hours. It's and really the good. Best, the best part of the show is they always show the team sitting down and eating lunch together as well. Because they're just nice and you have to eat in 10 hours. It's very wholesome. It is, but it is legitimately a great show. And for some reason it is intertwined in my brain with being very sick. And what so I, I was just watching Scrap Heat Challenge. The day I got my shot and then my father tested positive for COVID and I was so out of it. I, for some reason, got in the bathtub and watched The French Connection. <laughs> <laughs> sure. I was not expecting to be quite as laid out as I was, but also it was worth it and it was done the next day. Yeah, it really does. It, you know, you get over it really quickly. Yeah. Like, really, it was like clockwork. I still have a theory that it is a 30 hour thing because at right about the 30 hour mark, I suddenly was like, I think I feel okay. And that, but that was yeah, also the, like right when I went to bed. And so, yeah, the pain in my arms started, the really bad pain started that night. Then I had a kind of bad day. And then I woke up the next morning. I was yeah. totally fine. Yeah, I was totally fine. And that's exactly like our pal Aquila, same exact experience. So, but That's, then I also know, like, I know somebody who, and, and this was like, that is a real chaos decision that you made, but uh, he and his wife got boosted on the same day and he was laid out for the day and she just had a sore arm. Didn't feel bad at all. 
So, well, Dan, I'm going to go and get ready for my trip. I guess get ready when I, when you next hear from me, you're going to hear from me from Mexico. That's going to be nice. That's going to be nice. Well, in the meantime, Says Who is made possible by you through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who our Patreon, where every Sunday, if you give it the five or $10 a month level, you get a whole extra episode of Says Who, including this Sunday, even though Maureen is in Mexico because we recorded one a million years ago now. That's right, because there won't be any news. Yeah, exactly. So we don't have to worry about That's exactly. the good thing. I just want to be super clear, you guys. There will be no news. No news. So it's going to be a super quiet week with no news. It's Everything's true. going to be totally fine. And just you chill. have there's just nothing that's going to happen. You yep. My personal guarantee. Man, take that to the bank. Patreon.com slash says who our theme music is performed by Ted Leo. Our logo was designed by Darth. You can contact us at says who podcast on Twitter. You can email at Hey, H E Y at says who podcast.com. You can join the discussion on Facebook at slash group slash says whovians. That Facebook group, Maureen Johnson has been full of people posting pics of their kids getting the vax. Love it. Our Facebook group is moderated by Janice Dillard. There's also a fan-run Discord server at tinyurl.com slash discord, And you can spread the word, subscribe, and please leave stars and reviews on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. And you can join us next Wednesday, November 17th, for our very next episode. From... Oh, man, you're just going right in. I was like, okay, now Maureen's going to say something, so I'm not going to jump into the frums yet. No, it's fine. You're ready to go. From my basement in Chicago, I am Dan Sinker. And from a place of anticipation, gratitude, confusion, maybe a little bit of itchiness, with a thought to the future and an eye to the past, with a spring in my step and a kind of a crouching stance because I'm a little nervous and thinking of you, thinking about you, thinking with you, thinking near you. Oh boy. And I just want to, I have a few words I just want to say about the nature of us being two (sighs) separate entities that are somehow the same entity and well Dan I may need a little bit of extra time just to kind of really get to the bottom of my feelings on you're not going to cut me off or anything just you're going to leave me you're going to leave me hanging out here just no it's fine it's fine Dan just leave me just leave me out here to die I'm just waiting for you to finish do we ever finish anything, Dan? Or do we just decide to pause? No, we finish. Every week we finish an episode and then I edit it and then I put it up and then people listen to it. You sounded very much like the drive through kid. Well, and I finish it and I'm I'm tired. I pause it. So you drive. I get breathy. <laughs> okay. Are you going to wrap it up? You, I think you've lost the thread here. This is. that it just thinking okay you can just been um do a lot wait waiting for the wrap-up that's you right you're you're in the middle of your yeah, yeah, sign yeah, yeah, off yeah. okay go ahead this has been oh no oh, oh i'll do it that wait did you want to do it i don't i don't you you, you do it you just haven't actually finished your thing where right. you then say your name. No, no, I get it. I get it. You do it. I'm Maureen Johnson, and this has wait, been... Wait, wait, wait. I'm Maureen Johnson, so you messed it up. Well, I already did my name. So, oh, you... I just meant you wrapping it up. This, this is really has... annoying. This... Oh. 
This has this been, has been Dan says, Sinker. Dan Sinker's says who the podcast that is Dan Sinker. TM. That's fine. LLC. We can be done with that. I'm very. I'm going now. Goodbye. Adios. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.